Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Is it, though? I, I, I don't know. I don't know! All right. I don't know! No, it is. It's Chris. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, that would have been awkward if I was in a Discord <laughs> call with someone completely different trying to record our podcast. Here on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast, we watch and review straight-to-stream science fiction media. Movies, television shows, fan films, short films, whatever it is. If it's straight to stream, we'll get around to it eventually. <laughs> so, what are you laughing at? I'll just, eventually. That's uh, Eventually. That's yeah. Look, man, we only have, we do one episode a week, sometimes two. You know, there's a <laughs> lot of content out there. And I think we've talked about it before. Sci-fi is getting bigger and bigger at the moment. Like, it's getting a lot more approachable for the little man. A lot more affordable right. to do, so... Plus all the Marvel superhero stuff going online. It's like uh, it's like Disney knew we were making this podcast, and they were like, "Oh, they're going to need content. Let's just throw, <laughs> just stuff it down there as many yeah. as we can on the on a Disney Plus because that's straight to stream." Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> we didn't watch anything from Marvel or Disney this week. We watched a Netflix joint. We watched the 2001 Jet Li action flick, The One. No, we didn't oh, do that. Um, I wish we had. <laughs> we watched the 2021 British science fiction television series, The One. Talking about a very different The One than yes. Jet Li's The One. <laughs> and decidedly less science fiction. Yeah, it's it's strange that they marketed it as science fiction. Well, when I say they marketed it, marketed it? They market. They marketed Mark. Oh, I'm not cutting any of this. They proceeded to advertise... <laughs> It is science fiction, yeah. which I we'll get into it in the initial thoughts of opinions, but I'm not sure if that's the case. I have uh, the Netflix blurb of the first episode as business booms at her DNA based matchmaking service. Co-creator and CEO Rebecca Webb seems unstoppable until a body is found in the Thames. Ooh. So I have the IMDb blurb and the Netflix series blurb, mm. which happened to be identical love and lies spiral when a dna researcher helps discover a way to find the perfect partner and creates a bold new matchmaking service all right all right good so just to keep going with the facts we're going to keep the facts rolling here uh this thing just came out march 12th 2021 aren't these my facts to give the facts belong to the people chris (laughs) and last i checked i'm people it's sitting at a 6.5 out of 10 stars on imdb with a median score of seven did you want to share some other ratings no i mean if you're just if you're gonna do i'm just gonna do no i don't pull up the other (laughs) ones rotten tomatoes has this thing sitting at 14 percent rotten out Mm. of seven critical ratings 44 percent audience score out of 18 metacritic has this thing sitting at 49 based on seven reviews user score TBD. The one is actually based on a novel from 2017 authored by John Mars, and uh, 85% of Google users liked the book. I've never read the book. Have you read the book? I have not. I didn't know it. I didn't know it existed. Me neither. So according to some of the reviews I've skimmed uh, on IMDb and elsewhere, I think the premise is pulled from the book, but everything else kind of goes its Mm. own direction. So if you out there are a big fan of the book and are looking for a faithful adaptation, this is apparently not it. Interesting. So, the one, speaking of the one, they're referring to 
the one, like the one love, like the one out there for me. I just got to look and find them. Unlike Jet Li's The One, in which he's trying to kill his other parallel universe selves to become the one Jet Li, or whatever his character's name is. (laughs) So already, a lot less exciting. But why don't you give us your initial thoughts and opinions, Chris? So on the sci-fi wise guys, whenever we do a show, the majority of the time we have only ever watched the pilot for review. There are opportunities and and, uh, times in which we have watched the entire show for various reasons. I think Umbrella Academy is, we watched all of the first season before we even talked about the pilot. I could be wrong. Please forgive me if I'm incorrect on that. That was several months ago. I have no idea. Yeah. So, but a lot of the times we usually just watch the pilot and review it. As a Netflix show that drops all at once, a lot of these television series, is what they're referred to, they tend to tell their entire story, not in a disambiguated way, but traditional television pilots of a show that was released weekly tries to tell you a story you know tries to engage you tries to catch you and then force you well not necessarily force you but convince you to try to watch the next week's episode it tries to catch you right yeah that's the whole point you're trying to get that ad revenue on traditional television this show has eight episodes they are anywhere from 38 to 43 minutes mostly directed by the same three people all written by a gentleman named Howard Overman, who has written a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. My initial thoughts are, I'm intrigued by what would happen in the next episode. The show takes a kind of roundabout way, and it has an A story, a B story, a C story, and then maybe a D story, which might be tied into the A story. Oh, I'm sure they're all going to come to a head together. Yes. So our our main character, uh, Rebecca Webb, is A story and D story centric. The two other stories are actually stories of what appear to be a couple and possible couple between a married a man and woman and then two women at the start of their relationship. Are they married? Did I didn't see rings. They're obviously in a long-term relationship, but I just didn't catch it. Who the the, the first couple? They are yes, credited yes. as Hannah and Mark Bailey. Oh, okay. Well, I assume yeah. if they share a last name that they're married. That's so, a good assumption. Yeah. yeah. I could be just a or just very convenient. Fantastic coincidence, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Extremely convenient. Yeah. I'm gonna keep my name. Cool. <laughs> I'm intrigued, but I don't know if I'm interested in watching another episode. Okay. Mainly because I watched this by myself, and I think maybe had my my significant other had watched it with me. Uh-huh. I might have a reason to watch another episode. You're one. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but I d I don't know if I'm being honest. I don't know if I agree with the 14% or the 44%. I didn't read the critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic, 49%. I didn't think it was terrible. I think it shot pretty well. I think all the actors do a pretty good job. I'm remarkably interested in Rebecca Webb, our main character. Yeah. I feel like she's um, like a duck on a pond where she's just kind of smooth sailing on the top and then underneath there's all that. Uh, motion yeah Yeah, okay she's got some depth is what you're trying to say yeah well not even necessarily depth but everything is below the surface with her like we catch her in a couple scenes and she like she says and does some things and you're like wow it's kind of ruthless yeah well she gives us pretty big mob queen vibes yeah and then she turns around and like has this like she's about to go do a presentation and then just turns it on like and just has this big smile on her face and she's like oh yeah i'm the face of this multi-billion dollar company yeah that kind of stuff. 
no, I, I found I found her interesting. Man, just fourteen percent. Jeez, I wonder. Does it just get awful? That's my only question. And I'll just turn it over to you. I wouldn't know if it gets awful or not because I couldn't wait for the first episode to end. <laughs> Starting the, the my first impression was, oh, it's British, so we don't really do research, right? We see science fiction, Netflix, new. Yeah, we'll watch that for the podcast, and we try to. Like, I don't watch any trailers. I don't think you watch trailers normally either. I try to keep it keep it going. Uh, speaking of of romances that take place over in Europe, did you know that in Europe they don't they don't call it the friend zone? Oh, no, they well, they call it the, the pal region. The power. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the the show Dang. is all. <laughs> I gotcha. The show is all style and no substance. It's just I've seen this before. I've seen this before. Nothing here is unique. Uh, the only character i like the there's a couple of characters i sympathize with and i'm like oh that i'm interested in their story but i'm not interested in rebecca webb's story in the slightest it is the most generic i'm i've risen to the top but i have a dark blah 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 yada 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 and she's insufferable she's just i, I don't like her like if i met her as a person and spent 10 minutes with her I'd be like oh i'm never talking to this person again i'm out i don't like her for one, who talks about rolling dice and just rolls a dice and tries to get a six? Like, what game is she playing when she's talking about, why aren't there more than one dice? dice. Is this a, is it die? Die? Dice? Die? Why aren't there more than one? I don't even know which one's plural anymore. It just, a, it was a weird metaphor. It took me a while to catch. And the flashback with her telling some girl that her boyfriend doesn't love her because the boyfriend had checked her out at the bar or whatever. And I'm like, you don't even know that those people are dating. Or that they're serious. Or that their relationship is about love. She's making all these assumptions. Like her whole worldview is broken. And I don't care for it. The show is shot well. But it's shot in the same style we've seen several other cop drama procedural shot. It's just the killing again. There's nothing unique about it. There's nothing special about it. The idea of a science fiction premise. Being able to tell who you connect with who you are going to be uh, compatible with, most compatible with, to spend the rest of your life with or whatever via a simple DNA test, just like we do with the, the ancestry DNA test right now. It's an interesting idea. The idea of a show exploring a sci-fi idea in an otherwise not science fiction universe is also pretty intriguing. The problem is you can already see where all of it is going. I'm sure that there's some twists and blah, blah, blah. It's just not enough of it. The idea of that doesn't intrigue me at all. Like I said, it just it just feels like all style, no substance. Also, I and we can get into this whenever you want. I completely disagree with the way that the idea of love is presented in the show. Okay. And that is not <laughs> impacting my other opinions, but that is another thing we can talk about if you like. Okay. Also, the one the one nice married couple she does like get his DNA tested against his will, which I'm pretty sure is a crime of some sort. I thought that was or her should be. DNA. Is nah, it she pulled some stuff from his, him as well. Yeah, it was both. I only saw her just I it was dropping. Both. I thought I just saw her dropping hair into a plastic bag. Oh, maybe. Bag. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong and I'm prejudging her. <laughs> well, actually, I'm judging her for... I'm, I'm just going to judge her, but sorry. So I kind of huh? disagree with you. I actually was surprised that it had such a high score on IMDb. I was like six and a half. This thing's a four. But I guess if you binge it, it is only eight episodes about 40 minutes a piece. It's not like you're putting in a lot of effort and maybe all at once it's better. But as a pilot, I just didn't care. 
That's fair. I'll let you know that my very first note was actually a good thing. Oh, yeah? <laughs> a diver goes into the, the river, or well, we don't know that it's the river at the time, but he finds a skull. But no, it's not just a skull, it's the whole body. And I was like, finally, <laughs> a show that isn't just, oh, look, a dead person is just a skull. There were other yeah. remains, and I, I appreciated a, that. A skull and a femur? <laughs> yeah, the, well, there was like shoulders involved or something. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm saying like that's what they normally find. Oh, yes. Like, yeah. A couple of femurs and a skull. Yeah. Everything else uh, edible, I guess? I don't know. I do find your take on her idea of love as it's presented. I think that can be excused because she's a doctor or a scientist. What do you mean? Like, she's clinical. I mean, she's clinical in every sense of the word in this show. Everything about her is determined by not necessarily science, but like she spoilers. She's presented with a a problem. There is a government official who wants to crack down or regulate DNA testing for this love matching that she's doing. Right. And so her solution is not emotional. It's efficient, clear cut and effective. Ruthless. Yeah, what she does is she essentially blackmails this government official to say, like, she says, hey, look, your daughter turned 18. She took the test and this is the person she matched with. And it's just like a career criminal, essentially. And she's like, well, if you don't, you know, back off, I'm going to let your daughter match with this guy and it's going to ruin her life and your life. And then later on, we find out that (laughs) that is, in fact, a lie she didn't match with him. She matched with some guy who was a uh, he was in the Peace Corps. I think is what he was doing. Something, yeah, something yeah, yeah. a so, lot more desirable. Yeah, I guess. altruistic and generally well accepted. And then her, I don't know if it's her husband or partner, whoever it is, is like looking at her like that's kind of psycho. Yeah, I can't believe you did that. Yeah, exact words. I think that's just what it is. Like I'm not defending her. I'm not saying that you're not wrong for thinking the way that they portray love in this show is it's a business for them. And I think in the flashback scene, like it's proven quite to the point that she views whatever relationships are as a study, you know, like, suppose. hey, this guy's making out with his chick and he's feeling her up. But like five minutes ago, he checked me out at the bar. Like, like we didn't see him checking her out. She could right. be lying, you know, right. like she could be looked, or just mistaken or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He, he could have looked Probably at her not, and said, oh, yeah. that's a nice dress. You know, who knows? But whatever. Yeah. I think that's the issue. Uh, maybe not the issue. I think that's that's what they're trying to say. Like I'm in the lo- I'm in the matchmaking business, so it's in my best interest to figure out what's what. I, I think I assume. Well, yeah. In that flashback, she wasn't in the matchmaking business yet. Yeah, but she was a but she was she already a scientist. Right. She's already like, a neuroscientist. Whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I guess when I say I disagree with the idea of love as is presented, I don't. I don't believe in the one. I just don't. And I don't believe that you could take a DNA test to figure out who you could spend the rest of your life with. Because, I mean, I could, I absolutely think that, okay, cool, I could take a DNA test and figure out if we're going to be compatible right now. But I'm going to be a different person in five years, 10 years, you're going to be a different person. And it just doesn't, I don't know. Okay, let's use an example from in the the show. So I don't have to explain my own feelings on anything. (laughs) Rebecca Webb's husband or significant other looks at her and says, oh, I can't believe you did that. Like, that was a horrible thing that you just did. Right. But she doesn't try to defend herself, really. They just kind of shove it under the rug and keep going. I'm sorry, but like he's now complicit in that crime. And I guess it's just the the DNA matched him and go, oh, yeah, they'll both be into blackmailing senators. (laughs) That's yeah, that's nothing. 
All right. <clears throat> love is the least important part of a relationship. All of the other compatibility factors are much more important because every relationship you're ever in, you're going to love the other person, right? Some more, some less, some, some people it's different, whatever, right? But every long-term significant other that I've had, and I would venture to say every long-term significant other that you've had, you've loved them to some extent and some way. Every single one of them. Now, everything else about those relationships could be completely different. And there's a reason all of those past relationships failed the way they did, right? And lack of love wasn't the reason. Lack of respect, maybe. Or, oh, hey, I love you, but you can't be blackmailing senators. I'm out on this, <laughs> right? Or, hey, you're a great person, but you're a real jerk to your kids. I'm out on that, right? Like, there's so many other things. And I just gave two very extreme examples. <laughs> but it could be it could be anything. And so love is not, it's important, but it is the least important part of a relationship. Love doesn't overcome all. I right. love you, Chris. I love you too, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And I know you love your wife, right? Yeah. You're not saying it. Okay, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, I, was, I, I thought you were going to oh, yeah. continue what you were saying. I was like, no, okay. No. I'll edit okay. it. Don't worry. I'll edit it. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was Elizabeth doesn't listen anyways. Going. It's fine. Uh. It's fine. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. So it's just, I don't know. I, I, I have... I have a lot of feelings on this. I think the idea of love being the most important thing or like, the, I guess I really hate the romanticized idea of love, if that makes sense. And because it isn't special, at least not as special as everyone well, I thinks mean, it is, or as this show tries to present it as. But I mean, isn't that like what she's selling? Right. She's selling the big yeah, Nicholas like, Sparks like, love. She even comments during that conversation she's having with her SO. 18 to 25 is our biggest demographic or, or she says 18 to 25 is a big demographic for us. So like, I think she's aware, right? I also think she buys into it. I think she believes that too. I'm judging from her flashback conversations. Yeah. And from that conversation, I think she believes in it. The fact that this thing is taken off as much means that they're just assuming that the, the general public also believes in this yeah. because they're talking about the divorce rate skyrocketing because people find they're not compatible. Or they find that they're better off with somebody else, right? But the thing is, is that if you are the type of person, you're married for 20 years or whatever, and then you're like, oh, I can take a DNA test and find someone better than my my significant other, my wife, my husband, and my whomever, you're a scumbag. You you know, like, like what are you doing? That's, that's just that's no different than downloading Tinder and figuring, oh, I just want to see what's out there. I'm just curious. I just you're cheating. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I wouldn't want to meet somebody who is married through that dating service, right? Like that goes back like, oh yeah, we're real compatible. We could have a real good life together. Man, it's so easy to love them. But they left their wife of 20 years for me. So that's a big red flag and I'm avoiding it. Like, there's like, the it's like no one has any freaking common sense. I'm sorry. I'm talking a lot. No, this it's supposed I, to be a, a host I'm co-host a, situation. I'm letting you go. You're doing, you're just, doing just fine. You're doing just fine. <laughs> uh, and just everyone out there who is in a relationship that... Uh, just, never mind. I'm not going to give relationship advice. <laughs> I'm not the one to give... Neither uh, of us are the one to give relationship advice. No, nah, I'm it's the perfect so person It's just so frustrating. To, you shut I'm up, the, Christopher. I'm the perfect person up. to give relationship advice. Just be honest. Yes, there it is. And it'll always work out one way or another. I can't tell you how many young adults 
I hear either in forums online or just through friend groups, when, you know, back when we were allowed to have friends pre-pandemic that talk about, oh yeah, he did this or she did that or I really don't like the way this happens and they're just complaining all the time where they're like, oh, but I love them. It's like, so you'll love the next person too. And you loved the one before that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm not trying to say that love isn't important and that you should just be with someone because of utilitarian societal reasons or something like that. I'm just saying that it's, it's not as big of a deal as you think it is. That's all. All right. I've, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, no, no. I'm not apologizing to you anymore, Chris. I'm apologizing to all yeah. the listeners who just heard me rant for I don't know how long just now. Eight minutes. Also, this show is not science fiction. We got tricked <laughs> into watching it, and I'm a little upset about that, too. Yeah, this was, I don't even, it was someone on Twitter was like, asked us if we were going to watch it, and you said yes, because Well, I looked it up and saw it was sci-fi. I said, yeah. yeah. I pinged you first. I didn't just make a unilateral decision. <laughs> we have a good relationship. It works. Yeah, we're compatible. <laughs> I would like to pivot for a moment and talk about some of the actors. Sure. Hannah Ware, our lead who plays Rebecca Webb. She has been in some stuff. She was in Hitman 47. Such a great movie. Oh, man. She was in the... Uh, oh, she was in the American version of Old Boy. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was also in Cop Out. Yeah, Cop Out. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. The most <laughs> underrated buddy cop film of all time. Let's see. Zoe Tapper, who played Kate Saunders, one of the women involved in the B or C story, depending on how important it is. She's been in some stuff. A lot of television. Yeah, a lot of voice acting. It's pretty neat, but a lot of television, yeah. Uh, Dimitri Leonidas, I believe who plays, I don't think, is James her or is Ethan? No, he plays her her former business partner. partner. Yeah, well, former business partner. I think he got out. Oh, did he? Yeah, he actually played a character named Leonidas in a movie called Centurion from 2010. Nice. What a name, though, Dimitri Leonidas. Yeah. Wow. I assume Greek. I just, I just assume. It says English actor on his Wikipedia. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's just, but who knows? Just, yeah, you're right, you're right. Those are yeah. just back-to-back Greek names. Oh, son of a Greek Cypriot and an, uh, and an English mother. So Cyp- right. Cypriot. 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 Oh, from, yeah. okay. Yeah, Cyprus, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. He was also in The Monuments of Men. Kind of cool. Doctor yeah, Who. Cool. Of course, he's a British actor. He was in yeah. an episode of Doctor Who. And my favorite character, Nick, her, I believe her bodyguard slash whatever, Greg Chillin. Uh, his last name chillin he's been in a bunch of stuff uh what's up greg just chillin (laughs) all right he's heard that joke before and now all of y'all have heard it too (laughs) Uh, he's yeah he's in a bunch of stuff (laughs) a bunch of harry potter games uh was he in doctor who though i don't know i'm not gonna look actors who are in the pod have also been in doctor who more than they've been in anything else i can see that yeah oh he was in the bbc version of being human Okay. Eric, oh yeah, Kofi yeah, yeah. who plays Mark, the husband in the married couple story, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Let's see, he was in Snowden as Tunnel Guard One, whatever. He was also in Halo Nightfall as Hassel. Hassel? I don't know. Hassel? I don't know. I watched that once. It was horrible. <laughs> Jana Perez, who played Sophia, the other woman in the uh, B or C story, was in a show called The Cocaine Coast. And Cinderella. Those are two very different <laughs> productions. Are they? Are they? Yes. Though? Yeah, they are actually. Lois Chimimba. Chimimba was in Doctor Who, 2005. Pretty neat. There it is. And a couple of other actors that I don't think we even saw 
Yeah, they're going to have a longer list there because obviously we we only watched the pilot for the podcast. I'm sure there's other actors and characters that'll pop up later. Rebecca's partner, Wilf Scolding, was Rhaegar Targaryen from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't know who that is. It's not important. Uh, <laughs> well, it didn't end up being important is my point. Stupid show. Anyways, yeah, I don't know if I'll watch another episode. I'm interested in what happens, but I don't think I'm going to find out. I guess we could, yeah. if you'd like to, we can talk about um, the ethics involved sure. in this business. Sure. Well, I think before we get into the ethics, I think there's another important question to ask because it, I think it might put a it might change our viewpoints, change our listeners' opinions on our ethics opinions. And that question is: If you were single, would you take a DNA test to find a compatible partner? Yeah. Why not? If I'm single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're single, I'm not saying. Yeah. If this yeah, happened no. now, would you? <laughs> no, if I was, why not? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I wouldn't, but mostly because I'm sure it costs money. <laughs> well, they are a billion dollar business, so yeah. As much as I enjoy being in a relationship, and I've had some great ones, um, I like money, you know? It's real hard for me to part with that, so... That's I mean, they're a business. I assume it's like, I mean, it's a DNA test, right? So like getting the Ancestry one done is at least a hundred bucks when it's on sale. So this is easily a few hundred dollars, which just means that poor people aren't allowed to find love. We don't have to get into the <laughs> ethics of that. They're not, it's not like they could travel to find it anyways. They're going to marry within their community and perpetuate the problem. Anyways, mm. those, I'm sorry, I was on a different podcast there for a moment. <laughs> I don't think I would, uh, not just because of the money bit, but also like, I feel like, and this actually might come up later in the show, but I feel like if I got partnered up with somebody through the DNA test thing, and then it started to not work out, I don't know how I could, like how, what that would do to my own personal self-worth, my own psyche, if that makes sense. I just don't, I'm just, I don't know, I'm too skeptical, I guess. That's fair. To make I mean, it work. It, it I, all... I would be real worried about it just not working out. I think I can safely use this, I don't know if analogy or metaphor is the right word, but in the show Friends, Uh there is an episode in which Monica Geller and Chandler Bing, I I don't know at what point they are in their relationship, they might already be married, they might have just started dating, I don't know, but they meet somebody who shares all the interests that Monica does. I believe he is also a chef. Because she's a chef in the show. He loves food. He loves the finer details about food. Like they have a conversation about cheese. And while they're talking, another character looks over at Chandler and says, oh, it looks like Monica's found her soulmate. And Chandler Bing, if you've ever watched an episode of Friends, is this neurotic, anxiety-ridden individual. So he kind of spirals out of control and then has a conversation with Monica later. And he's like, well, you can go ahead and leave me because you found your soulmate. And then she just flat out states that she doesn't believe in soulmates. And she doesn't think that Chandler is her, is her soulmate either. Instead, I, I believe her, her what she the phrase she uses is that we're two people who love each other, who work very hard at their relationship. And I think that's what you can mm. take away, that if you take a DNA test and you find out that you are not, you, you, while you are genetically compatible with another person and it doesn't work out, it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, sure. you can buy all sorts of things that are specific. You can custom order something that can be tailor-made to your exact specifications. Like a shoe, right? You put sure. your foot in the shoe, it's not comfortable. You don't like it. 
You don't get rid of shoes for the rest of your life. You don't cut your feet off. You don't stop no. wearing socks and shoes. You no, just, but I stopped paying $200 for DNA tests every time it happens. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. You just you just move on. <laughs> that's yeah. what you do. That's what I'm saying is, though, I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't ever use a, an online dating service or whatever. I'm just saying that I wouldn't go get DNA tested for it. Like, that's right. too extreme. Even if there's science to back it up, I don't care. You know, like there's so many, so much more important things. I don't know. I would eagerly anticipate who I'm supposed to be genetically compatible with. Because in the B or C story, whichever one, with the two women, Mm -hmm. the first lady whose name I've already forgotten, she is surprised that she matches with another girl, another woman. And she even tells one of her friends, she's like, I've dated women before, but I didn't think that I would match with another woman. Like for me, that's what it would be. I would just be yeah. interested to find out who I'm genetically compatible with. Like, because what if it's sure. someone like, you know, famous, right? Like an actor <laughs> or an actor, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like a politician or someone. It's just like. You're like, what if it's Brad Pitt though? Like. What if it's Brad Pitt? What if it is? Yeah. No, what if it's like I, po- I pop it open and it's like, oh, you've matched with, you know, AOC or something. And it's like. Ugh. Really? Like, oh, like a famous politician. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. just are you serious? Like her? Um, not that I don't. I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with her. I'm just saying I would be surprised. I would be surprised as well. <laughs> knowing what I know about you and knowing the public image that I know about her, I'd be very impressed. So That would actually mostly change my opinion opinion of her. No, nah, man, it's genetic. It's not her no. fault. <laughs> it's not her fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You wanted to get into the ethics of it. We've kind of stepped in that already. What did you have in mind? I don't inherently believe that it's unethical because there has to be two consenting parties, right? Right. We can debate whether or not, as it turns out, Mark and his wife's name, who I've, I've forgotten. I wish I would kept that page up. I'm going to pull it. You got to keep notes, man. I got to start the taking IMD- the podcast seriously. I closed the IMDb tab. Uh, Hannah, whether she takes some of his hair or not, I don't know. But I'm not sure how it would be considered unethical. Because all you're doing is providing a service for two people to match. Now, that being said, she immediately shows us how it can be unethical because she yes. blackmails this government official into say, like she straight up lies to her face, like, yeah, man, this is who your daughter matched with. And so what she's not only done is blackmailed, but she's also showed her hand to this politician that she can change the results of her matches. I mean, you could assume that because right. it is a computer system. Yeah. yeah. So, like, she's all, like she's tipped her hand that it, her business practice is unethical. Well, I do not think that the DNA matching itself is inherently unethical. I was very confused about what the senator was worried about with the DNA matching. They just want to regulate it? I guess, yeah. It just felt like maybe it was an attack on traditional marriage. The Institute. <laughs> uh, institute? The institution of marriage, which is something we hear them politicians cry about all the time when it comes to gay rights and whatnot, which is all just a bunch of hot air at this point. The problem is, is that we already have DNA tests for other things. So there's no way that they could come in and regulate it. Now it's too late. Right. If I sign some paperwork and give you some hair or put a cotton swab and a little thing and send it off to you for some testing, that's my business. Yeah, I don't understand what legal precedent does the government have to stand on in this fictional universe to regulate that. They're just well, upset about, I don't know, she's just trying to get herself reelected. A couple of years ago, it, it was determined that but some of those companies that 
we're allowing you to send in samples of DNA. We're cataloging and then turning around and selling that genetic information to other companies. Yeah. Like, I mean, you signed the agreement. You signed the EULA, you know, like you agreed to let them do it. Is that unethical? I assume that's what they're arguing. That's what the politicians would be arguing is we just want to regulate what you're doing with the information. Oh, maybe. But that's different. It sounded like they were trying to shut the whole thing down. I agree. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what they would do. Right. I'm not sure where they were going because we, we, it never gets expounded upon. It happens in the first 20 minutes. It gets resolved in the next 10 minutes and then we just never hear about it again. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> also, this is what you're using DNA tests for. You're building a matchmaking service with it. How many other things can you test with this DNA uh, and diseases and conditions and whatnot? That would be just a much better use and purpose for your company. But whatever, whatever. Who knows? Maybe they offer that on the side. I have no idea. I mean, that's maybe they turn around and sell it to sell the information. So <laughs> maybe that's the maybe that's the plot for episode two. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I look Who forward knows? to you yeah. telling me about it. Who knows? <laughs> I look forward to reading it on the internet. That's what yeah, I look to. yeah. Did you have an idiot of the pilot? I don't think so. I do. I'm gonna have to say Hannah. Oh yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I would agree with that. She's in a happy relationship. Seemingly so, and and if she does have issues with it, she's not communicating that with her partner. Yeah. She's going to go take a DNA test to see what else is out there, or to test if they're compatible with one another, or whatever. Reminds me of, I had a girlfriend a long time ago who wanted to do those little personality compatibility tests, you know what I mean? Was this in grade school? No, 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 no. Like the <laughs> like in Cosmo and, and <laughs> Glamour or whatever. This was This was like a decade ago. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more. It's like, no, why are you doing this? This isn't the purpose of a relationship. Anyways, great school. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyways, no, she's she gets my nomination and my vote. And she's elected. What do you know? I accept your position and agree. Yeah. 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 I don't have anything else to say about this show, mostly because it infuriated me so much. What do you got? Eh, I think I've said everything I've I've got to say. Like I said, I, I don't think I'll watch another episode. Not so, at all. Oh, do yeah. I need to say that it's not worth the price of subscription? It's not worth yeah. the price of subscription. Yeah. I don't think Go so. read the book. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take a break. Apparently this is, there's another show just like this called Soulmates? Never heard of it. It's an American television anthology series, blah, 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 blah. In the very near future, a test is, is developed that incontrovertibly lets a person know who their soulmate is. This came out in October of last year. Interesting. Send me that yeah. link. Maybe we should watch this instead. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So, and it's an anthology, so we could watch an episode. And Charlie Heaton is in this movie. On the show. show. Yeah, sorry. Soulmates. Yeah, go watch Soulmates. Yeah, well, go check it <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, don't watch this. Watch Soulmates instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While you're doing that, if you think of anything else for us to watch, please email us at scifiwiseguys at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Sci-Fi Wise Guys. We're also on Facebook at the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast group. We're very consistent with our marketing and our branding here. (laughs) Please, if you haven't already, give us that five-star review on iTunes. Give us a little plus sign, a little heart, whatever it is on your podcasting platform of choice to show your support. And then tell some of your friends about us. And then uh, maybe tell some of your enemies about us. Because everyone deserves to listen to the sci-fi wise guys and our 
half-baked dating <laughs> advice. <laughs> it's not half-baked. It's unscripted, though. Just it's- be honest. To anyone listening, just be honest with your partner. Chris's advice is to just be honest. My advice is to never lie about anything important. <laughs> all right. If that is, if you do all of that and you feel like you want to support us more, which obviously we understand why you would, you can go to patreon.com slash sci-fi wise guys and throw some money our way. You get the episodes early, some behind the scenes clips and snips, deleted scenes, that type of thing. And of course, we appreciate the support. We just want to say stay healthy, stay hydrated, and just know that You are loved by your DNA match. Thanks for listening. Bye. I really, I actually did pause this twice while I was watching it. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> it's only half done. Ugh, there's still 10 more minutes. I was Fair just, enough. I was out like 19 minutes in. I, I paused it and was like, oh no, there's so much more. That's fair. That's fair, man. Yeah, just man. And I, I didn't have anything against the actors or anything. It just meh.